sitting here in Nashville, Tennessee with Felix Tandem, also known as Max, and we will ask you about that in just a minute. But I first wanted to thank you for sitting down with us. Of course. Happy to be here. We're super excited because you are our first Nashville guest. I am honored. On the podcast. So thank you again. Of course. Thank you for having me. Let me jump right in before we get to the rapid fire questions and just ask you about Felix Tandem, the name. Yeah. What is the origin story? Who is Felix Tandem? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of creatives sort of have this internal debate where when you decide to commit to doing something creative, it can be a little bit hard. And there's that part of you that it's like, oh, maybe I'm taking a huge risk in not doing, you know, a safe or traditional career path. And when I got to college, I decided to study math because that safe traditional part <laughs> was winning. Um, no way. Yeah. Um, and I was I was honestly a little bit miserable. I failed my first test and I was like, something's got to change. Um, I realized that music and art was making me a lot happier. So I sort of named those two warring factions inside of myself. Max was like the type A doer. And then Felix was like the type B, have fun, make art person. And I realized I was happiest when they were working together. So I could apply like the logic brain to making art and, you know, the art brain to doing more constructive problem solving. And it made me happy. And that's, you know, where the music comes from. That is, that is amazing. I love that. (laughs) Felix working in tandem with Max. It's cool. We love that you're both showing up. Yes. Thank you. That's awesome. But I also wanted to say you failed the first test. I would have failed every test as a math major. So that's just like kudos yeah. to you. Linear algebra, not my not my forte. I don't know what that is. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool. I love that meaning. Thank you for clarifying that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I will get into the rapid fire questions if you feel ready and up to it. Hit me. Okay. Let's do <laughs> Shoot it. From the hip. <laughs> All right. Hopefully this is an easy one. Favorite go-to grub in Nashville? We need to know. Oh, favorite go-to grub in Nashville has got to be Moss Tacos. Yeah? I'm an East Nashville boy. Yeah. Um, That place is so good. Awesome. Yeah. Do do they do like Taco Tuesday type things or is it just like you just... Go. I just show up whenever I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they feeling. got great. They got great horchata, uh, great sides, you know, plug to Moss Tacos. I want to go after this. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to grab a family dinner. <laughs> Dallin, you can come too. That's Dallin what I'm saying. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Dallin behind the camera today. Um, well, sweet. Moz tacos. That sounds so good. Okay. I need to stop drooling and get to the next question. Your EP, Okie Dokie, came yeah. out last week. It is super fun. Thank you. It is super fresh, like upbeat, real jive. <laughs> <laughs> So choice. Like, <laughs> it's really good. We love it. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Labor the, of love. Yeah. I want to ask you about that in a little bit. But what the world wants to know now is like, what was the most difficult song to write on that EP? Like, was Ooh. there a particular song that kept you up for like that extra hour every night or? Yeah. Well, I, airtime, I think, oh, which was yeah? the first song. Um, it was the third song that I wrote of the four, um, the chord progression and sort of the beginning lyrics kind of came to me, but, um, in the little bridge instrumental bit, there's a weird monologue that happens. Mm-hmm. And originally in the demo that I had made, I had a sample from the twilight zone in there and I reached out to CBS to get clearance and they wanted, I think $10,000 and 27% of all royalties. Yeah, you're like, no, go. And I was no, like, go. I don't know if you just going to work for me. <laughs> 
Um, and I got the email back from them, I think, three days before I was sending it to Mastering. So mm-hmm. I had to, like, scramble to find voice actors. Hot I had to, crap. like, write a sound-alike script that it wasn't going to get me sued. <laughs> was it you doing the monologue? Well, uh, no. I had um, my friend Marcus, who plays the drums on the whole record. He does the man's voice. Nice. Um, and I had a, another local musician in Nashville named Ashley come by to do the girl's voice but that's so cool <laughs> yeah so that was fun um but yeah that song that song was uh bothersome yeah you had to scramble a little bit definitely a little bit um I, and then we had like a lot of fun in post-production adding sound effects to it there's like a slide whistle and a crowd gasp and so there's some fun sound effects in there do too. you all hear that like if you have <laughs> not listened to airtime on the okie dokie ep like you need to listen to it right now like pause the podcast go listen right now but come back please and then come back (laughs) thank you (laughs) no when I first heard airtime I was like whoa okay so there's some songs that do incorporate you know like a creepy monologue in the beginning but it wasn't creepy like it sounded really cool and haunting but it wasn't it gave me good vibes, I yeah, guess is thanks. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so in the in the Twilight Zone episode, um, I don't remember what the episode's called, but it's this woman who discovers that everybody she knows is a robot. And then she confronts her dad about it, and she realizes that she too is a robot. <laughs> um, which is hilarious in and of itself. It's like cheesy <laughs> early 60s acting. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, how could you? <laughs> um, and... Yeah, I mean, the, the, the song itself is really about, like, fighting for attention in... Uh, in attention economy, um, mm-hmm. trying to be seen and all that. And I figured it was kind of fitting. It's extremely relevant. So I love that. Thanks. All right. <laughs> okay. Next question. Last rapid fire. Yeah. Okay. I probably should have started with this one, but if you could only rock one of these looks for the rest of your life, which would it be mullet or man bun? Mullet. Hands down mullet. That was really easy for you. Yeah, I thought about committing <laughs> to it. I have a lot of friends who were like, you could do the, you could do the shag, the wolf cut sort of thing that it's like big up top. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, I nothing gets me going like some 80s power metal. So, okay. yeah, I'm definitely mullet. <laughs> I can see that. I can see actually both on you. And I know this is a podcast, but for you all watching, we are wearing matching earrings and it was unintentional. <laughs> I feel like with your mullet and just like the shag on top and the earrings. I think, just... I think you could rock the mullet too. No. De- <laughs> denim vest. I could see it, especially with the Jeff Gordon t-shirt. Only with the denim vest yeah. and the Jeff Gordon t-shirt. <laughs> yes. I think it'll complete the look though. All right. I'll we'll try it. it out. Okay. I'll sweet. send you a picture. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the thick of the interview. Yes. Let's do it. All right. On the internets, when I was trying to learn about you. Oh God. <laughs> you've been described as the following grunge pop garage pop pop punk hyper pop dance punk um now i don't want to like put you in a box label it and ship it away but um what i do want to know is as you write your music who do you envision your music being for there are people on the other side of these sound waves they're browsing through Spotify, looking to listen to you. Yeah. Who are those people? Uh, I definitely write the music for myself, first and foremost, I yes. think. Uh, I think that's that's the best way to approach it, um, for me personally, at least. Um, I try to make it accessible and fun is <laughs> definitely one thing that I need to get across in the music. Because uh, when it stops being fun, I think that's when I know it's time to hang up the towel. <laughs> 
But yeah, I think it's for myself first. I listen to a lot of different things. Inspiration sort of comes from everywhere. So I guess I'm never really thinking about the final product as it happens. I write a lot of lyrics sitting on the toilet. I write a lot of lyrics right before I go to bed. Um, So it's, I like creating in a vacuum and then if people like it, awesome. That makes me really happy. But um, as long as my friends like it, I like it. And my family thinks that I'm not super strange, then, you know, it's a win. (laughs) Well, even so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Well, cool. So it's for everybody. Yeah. Check it out, everybody. (laughs) If you're listening, you're a person. So go listen. (laughs) Maybe. Unless you're a robot. (laughs) (laughs) In which case, that first song you might relate to. (laughs) So, you know. (laughs) I love it. Call back. All right. (laughs) So you moved to Nashville from kind of all over from the New England area, from across the pond. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have these roots from all over. Um, Is there anything in the Nashville music scene that you wish would be infused from those other places that you've lived or vice versa? Something that you wish, you know, Boston or New York did that you have noticed about Nashville? Ooh, that's a great Not question. Like a huge question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a big question. I mean, we're still pretty new to like the whole music scene down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I can't speak for every genre, but I can say that for the rock scene specifically, people down here have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Really friendly, really open. Um, and just very welcoming and it seems like everybody wants to see everyone else succeed which is super cool i feel like in the country scene and the singer singer songwriter scene it can be a little bit more cutthroat from what i've heard Mm -hmm. um but the rock scene specifically i mean i've met awesome awesome people and i've been sitting on the music that just came out last week for like three and a half years I guess. And it was only moving here and meeting all these people that inspired me to finally release it. So uh, like the local radio scene has been awesome. Lightning shout out to Lightning 100 and Lightning know, 100. D- DJ Casey, who gave us our first uh, on air debut. Uh, so people here have just been really welcoming. I feel like there's a genuine love for music down here that I have not gotten other places. For sure. Which yeah. feels really, really, really special. That's great. That's so great. Is there anything um, from other music scenes that you wish was infused here? Hmm. Oh, Nashville's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do think Nashville has its sound, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, especially coming here from New York. Um, and it's like you go to one bar and you're hearing rap. You go to another bar and you're hearing someone who's making like crazy dubstep. And then you hear, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a honky tonk next door to that. I think that sort of musical diversity, I personally have not super experienced down here. I've heard a lot of rock of all degrees, Americana, metal, screamo, emo, pop punk, all over the place. Some really great singer songwriters, but I have yet to find like a cool Nashville, you know, like wub wub sort of guy. Yeah. Or gal. If you find it, will you let us know? Absolutely. Okay, great. So, and if you're out there, come say hi. Yes. (laughs) Reach out. Felix Tandem or Jumper Cable Records. We want to know where you are. We want to know. I love some wub wub (laughs) electronica. Yes, me too. Um, getting back to the Okie Dokie EP, yeah. is there, now that we know what w- the most difficult song was to write, um, I want to know, is there a particular song that you're most excited about? Like most excited to perform or most excited for the world to hear? Yeah. Our first single, which was Shoplifter, which is yes. the final song on the EP. Um, that was the, that song I wrote right before the pandemic started. Um, and 
it did sort of come to me. I was trying to sound like Beck and then it turned into something else entirely. Uh, a little bit headbangier than your typical Beck song. I can hear Beck though. Yeah. Even though you think it turned into something else, I can hear it. Great. I mean, he's one of my, <laughs> one of my biggest inspirations. So love that. Nice. Um, but yeah, that song is just so much fun to play live too. Um, we're a three piece when we perform live and at song, I just feel like everybody's got their part and everybody feels the energy. We close our set with it, which is also oh, a lot of fun. Cool. Um, but yeah, the story behind that one is, <laughs> sorry, Lily, my little sister got, uh, arrested for shoplifting on a family vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it ended up being fine. It's first offense. So the cops let her go. Um, but you know, I got home and I was like, Oh God, it was kind of funny, kind of sad. My mom was broken up. I was like, I can't help but laugh about this. Yeah. Um, and I decided to write the song about you sort of like misplaced confidence and uh-huh. machismo and all that. Yes. Um, so the, the, the verse is a little bit lower cause it's supposed to represent like the anxiety. And then the chorus is like big, punchy, loud. Uh-huh. It's like, Oh my God, I'm doing this. I'm committing, running out of the store with shopping. I actually shot a video for that one too. That's yes. a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I like about all your music is that it's, it's fun. Like you're looking for fun. That, that's where it's at. But it has so much meaning behind it. Mm. Like you can take all the lyrics and go, whoa, he has a message here. Thank it's you. A real message. Yeah, it's I not, try. It's not surface stuff. It's it's the real stuff. So thanks. Really cool. <laughs> I'm glad that comes across. Sometimes the lyrics I think are a little a little obscure, but I think it's it's fun to sit down. It's and artistic. Pick them apart. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, cool. Yeah. I want to know. Um. I might put you on the spot because I Please didn't even do. tell you about this part of the interview. Oh, no. Do you have, if you were to leave this world tomorrow and leave the world with one message, do you have any advice, a word, a quote <laughs> for the world? <laughs> I'm so sorry. No. Wow. A quote for the world. Well, the band's motto and sort of my de facto life motto is be stoked always. So I guess there's that's three words. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, be stoked always. I feel like my my grandfather used to say, take what you do seriously, but never take yourself seriously. And I really live by that, especially um, you know, in a professional setting, in a personal setting, in a musical setting. I think having enjoying what you're doing, being enthusiastic about what you're doing is so important because it makes everything feel like fun. You know, um, I thankfully have like the luxury of being able to, you know, like have a job that I like and being able to make music for people. Um, but I, I do wish everybody, you know, the chance to be able to feel some semblance of joy and stokedness in everything that they do. (laughs) I think that you live that to the max. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I really do. It does come through. Um, that's cool. I've learned a lot from you today. Yeah. <laughs> I have. So thank you for all yeah, of your of knowledge and wisdom. Um, just for just to wrap up our episode, yeah. do you have any shout outs? Can we say hi or thank you to anybody out there? Oh my God, I have too many shout outs to get through. Everybody who helped with this project has been you know instrumental no pun intended because it's musical. but um but uh, yeah no there have been there have been so many people who who inspired me to keep going who you know like contributed a lyric who played the shaker on something um like to all of them thank you so much shout out to uh my parents my fam you know love you all um but 
I, I, I can't list a bajillion names, so I don't know. Probably like 30 minutes in. If you don't want this podcast to be another five hours, then I should probably stop now. I'd be okay with it. But <laughs> we can leave it at that. All y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody who's listened to, like, thank you all so much. That means the world. And to you and Alan Aww. for uh, hosting here. Thank you. Yeah. We're- we're so thankful. <laughs> um, and everybody listening tonight. So, or in the morning, I don't know, whenever you're listening. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Well, we're excited. We're going to hear a piece from you. Sure thing. Um, keep listening. Great. When the beats in your chair turn your eyes into hair and the world keeps rolling away You gotta look in your eyes and I don't know what to say Because the waiting don't stop till you're stuck on top I know there's gotta be another way And the tiny voice inside my head is begging you to stay Time Warner plug me in I don't wanna be your friend Time Warner plug me in then leave so I get screwed again Time Warner plug me in I don't wanna be your friend Time Warner plug me in then leave so I get screwed again So look at my feet, I'm finding nothing to eat But the air starts tasting okay I'm gonna go for a run where the sun don't look the same Time Warner, plug me in I don't wanna be your friend Time Warner, plug me in then leave So I get screwed again Time Warner, plug me in I don't wanna be your friend Time Warner, plug me in, then leave.